you try and do something good for the kids and it's flipped on you and turned into some, you know, something that you do out of the goodness of your heart and something that is meaningful coming from you as a, as a way to show your love for them. And it's criticized or you felt like you. I couldn't do anything right. Right. If you did it, it was wrong. If you didn't do it, you were judged for not doing it. It was. Yeah. You just you're were damned at an if you do, loss. you're damned if you yeah. don't. That's the situation. Yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right, let's start this party. Nice, diving in today. He's I just excited. Wanted, I just wanted to be the first one because usually Jessica's the first one to talk. I just wanted to be the first one to talk, so I decided I would talk. Like as soon as you. I hit record, he started. So you might have even missed that first part. That's okay. I just want to be first. <laughs> Steve, why don't you want to be the first to talk? I don't know that it matters to me. <laughs> oh, I'm not as excited about. He's it as the first Matt one is. to whisper. I probably will be. Is whispering talking? No. Okay. How was your party last night? You went to why a is whispering cheese, not talking? Cheese party. How was your I cheese? Did a fancy, fancy cheese party. It was good. Yeah. It was very small. Usually, it's a big group and a lot more cheese, but <laughs> COVID. <laughs> so, is there any cheese? Was there? No cheese whiz, but oh. one of our girlfriends party. that usually comes always brings cheese brings, No, American, like oh. those sli- wrapped slice <laughs> slices American cheese, cheese just to really piss off the host of the cheese party. <laughs> <laughs> and it always does. Take a dig at him. Yes. That is too funny. <laughs> I love that. Penny was very conflicted about not going last night. Was she? Well, you watched her like on the couch, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. she ultimately decided she was just tired. She so when she was going to bed after you left, she told me she's like, "I feel bad that I didn't go." She's like, "I just really didn't feel like going," and she's like, "And it's just nobody, you know. There's no kids there yeah. or anything." And I'm like, "Penny, it's okay. Like you can say things that." If you don't really want to be there, like your dad's not going to be disappointed in you or whatever. He'll miss having you there, but he's going to have fun either way. If you're there, he'll have fun. If you're not there, he'll have fun. He'll make the most of it. And she's like, okay. So it's good learning. Like, I'm glad she could speak up to say, hey, I don't really want to go. But and hopefully you didn't feel too bad about it. No, I didn't feel bad at all. It was fun. That's what I told her. So anyways. I mean, it was it was fun. And this way, like. I would have had wine if she had come. and Yeah. This way I did. And that's the thing is, like I told her, I said, like I just said, she'll have, he'll have fun with you. It's just a different type of fun if you're not there. Like it's fun either way. <laughs> I did think it was pretty dang funny though. Like, I mean, this is legit. It's called the fancy cheese party and you just dress up fancy and we eat all the cheese, all the fancy charcuterie boards and whatever. But uh, I thought it was super funny that because Penny went last year and we just went at the beginning for like 45 minutes or something because it's not really a kid thing, but yeah, if, you know, anyway, we went the year prior. And so last night Penny was, I was like, Penny, you love cheese though. Don't you want to come have this fancy cheese? And she's like, eh, none of it was really that good. 
Penny does like good cheese, though. She likes crappy cheese, too. Well, I was going to say, evidently she just likes crappy cheese because no, <laughs> she didn't she, like the good stuff. She likes, like, like I've busted out some expensive cheese on her, and mm. she gets excited about it. But you never know. Right. You never know with kids. You never know with cheese, actually. You never know with cheese. <laughs> so yesterday, one of our listeners made us cry. Made me cry. Not all of us. Just me. Tell the story. It was cute. <laughs> yeah. So... If you follow us on Instagram, many of you know I'm obsessed with Darling Cookie Co. and her cookies. And I really have enjoyed, during COVID especially, doing her like DIY kits. So you pick up the kit and you do it at home. She usually has a video that goes along with it so you can follow along. And I can decorate a cookie now, people. Pretty proud of myself. Something Practice I, makes perfect. <laughs> something I never thought I'd be good at. But it's so fun. Anyways, I had put on one of her posts that, hey, if you have an extra, let me know. And I was totally kidding. Like, I'd come pick one up and and, and and I made several comments just to be funny. And one of our listeners saw him on there, my comments, and messaged Erin, the cookie lady, and said, hey, I'm leaving one of my kits there. I bought three. I was intending to give one of them away. I want to give it to Jessica. Please let her know that it's there waiting for her. And I literally burst into tears when Aaron told me that somebody had done that for me. It was so sweet. And so, yeah, I get to go decorate cookies today after this. (laughs) I'm very excited. I'm getting teared up again, you guys. Seriously, (laughs) every time. Why is it so emotional for you? I don't know. And it's like. Somebody did something sweet People do nice things for, you know, like, I feel like I'm very blessed in that way, but. For some reason, this one was super significant. It's this girl I've never met. And she is a very supportive listener of us. She buys all the things. She's so awesome and always reaches out. And it was just really sweet. So anyways, I'll just keep crying about it. Okay. Happy tears. Cookie tears. (laughs) Cookie tears. (laughs) I'm going to watch a Christmas movie and I'm going to decorate my cookies and I'm going to eat some popcorn. It's going to be so great, guys. (laughs) And I'm going to wipe my tears. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, guys. What, do Christmas we have a review? Movie? Yeah, we have oh. a review. But what Christmas movie are you going to watch? Um, so I'm actually thinking I'm going to watch The Holiday, which okay. is like a romantic hmm. Christmas movie. So That's cute. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Probably be right here on our recording table tonight in, in the office on the tiny TV <laughs> so that Matt and his kids can... Utilize the big TV. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yes, Steve, we have a review. Let's hear it. I will read it. It says, my favorite podcast. It's mine too. (laughs) Um, A family member recommended this podcast and I was immediately captivated. Listening to the three of you is a bright spot in each week, which has been much needed this year. Listening to your experiences has taught me so much about forgiveness and has truly made me want to be a better person. I don't think the, the three of you have any idea what an impact you are making with this podcast. Keep up the amazing work. Mm, Thank you. That's great. Thank so you. So nice. Yeah. You guys, so I had an idea for all the reviews left in December. So including this one we just read or if you, we read yours last week, send us an email. Or reach out to us on Instagram and send me your address and I am going to send you a little gift. A little Christmas gift. So if you leave a review in the month of December, let us know. And I'm going to send you something. 
Okay. I'm a gift giver. I love giving things away. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go leave a review. So <laughs> <laughs> get a review that says that Matt guy is just amazing <laughs> he's so sexy his voice man yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh, so I get asked a lot how things are going at work this is like a popular topic <laughs> how are Matt and Steve doing at work oh yeah <laughs> we just fight all the time all the time they just fight the whole time I thought it was no. funny last night Steve said what was it you said? What I say? This is the perfect job for me or something because you oh. love organizing. I just didn't realize how much I needed an outlet for like <laughs> this OCD side of me or something. But oh, it's because we were talking about you were talking about things that had made you happy during the day. And I was like, the thing that had made me happy is how many rolling Carts. wire racks I got to build <laughs> oh, and yeah. put things on. And it like <laughs> made me super happy to <laughs> get that stuff organized. <laughs> Which is awesome. Like, don't you want a job that you find? I mean, not that you're always going to, it's not always mm-hmm. going to be fun, but there's moments of things like yeah, that. It's where been it's very like, gratifying just taking on a warehouse and making it much more organized. Well, I went in the warehouse after not being in there since, basically since Steve started working there. I think I went in last week with you, Matt, when we had to pick some stuff up for you to work on. I about died. <laughs> well, I was like, this is the cleanest, most organized I've ever ever seen this place. It looks amazing. Well, Trista legit cried, she said. <laughs> Did she tell you that, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> when she got back from her leave of absence, she was gone for like three weeks or something. She said she walked in and literally started crying. Because <laughs> she just thought it looked so good in the warehouse. <laughs> it does. Okay, and so that's one of the things that I really love about Matt's employees. They, They're passionate. They are passionate. Like he has some amazing employees that just love being there. They love this mm-hmm. job. They love working with these people. And it's such a great group of people. Yeah, it's yep. cool. It really is. It I makes me them. so happy. It's because they all care. Yeah. yeah and I appreciate them. And it's also, yeah, it's just cool. People do ask me all the time, they'll say, what's it like working with Matt? <laughs> and my answer is exactly what I expected it to be. Really? That's yeah. good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know what that expectation was, but I guess it's, if it's he took just, the job, then obviously the job it was okay. has been different than I thought it would be. But working for you has been exactly what I thought it would be. Like, I know you. I know how you are. I know how you feel about your job. I know I had a pretty good idea of what to expect as how you would be as a manager. And yeah, yeah. So no surprises there. That's good. Yeah, it's been great. Yep. Awesome sauce. All right. We will make more Instagram posts and TikTok videos or reels or whatever they, they're they called once things settle down a little bit at work. Oh, I figured that might start getting busted out every once in a while because you guys will yeah. be together. <laughs> and oh, you'll at have- work? What, we're going to at work? Yeah. Oh. Honestly, it's been funny to me as I've started doing a few reels. Reels scare me. I don't like things like that. Why? I'm getting more comfortable with them. I don't know. It's like... I have lots of ideas for them, but I always feel like it's going to be hard to implement them or to make them work. And the more I've started doing them, I'm like, oh, this, I can whiff some of these out in 15 seconds. Like that seconds. day that I made like 15 of them in a day. Yeah. And you should Just, post a couple of those to husband law because they're funny. The one right. at Penny in the pool, the oh no one. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> I like the turkey that one. one. <laughs> Anyways. When I made them, I actually was thinking, I assumed I would hear from you saying, hey, post this one on husband in law. I did. 
Well, you didn't tell me which ones to post. Oh, well, I don't... not <laughs> specific. This is the thing, though, is I want you guys, like, to show up how you want to show up. Like, I want you I guys am, to I don't know why I have on... such a hard time posting things on our Instagram. I just, don't I don't know, I don't know what to post or, like, I don't know. You're thinking. You think much. I do? I'm sure I am. You think I, do, I have but... any idea? No. I just go for it. And some of it's crap. Some of it's great. <laughs> but you guys, I'm trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. but people want to see more of you guys. I tried to post something twice this week. I tried to post something and once I didn't have the login. And the other time I couldn't get it to tag. It really ticked me off and I finally gave up. When I posted that story of my top song of 2020, oh, I freaking love the Spotify wrap up or whatever it's called at the end of the year when it tells you all your top songs and your top artists or whatever like i i live for that it just makes me giddy but i laughed really hard that my top song was the boyfriend one (laughs) (laughs) my most listened to song in 2020 was ariana grande i want a boyfriend (laughs) steve's like trying to manifest that that the more i listen to this the more likely i am to get a boyfriend the reason it's my top song, I know exactly why. It's because it's when I run, I run to songs that are seven, 175 to 185 beats per minute because that's my cadence. speed of my cadence. Yeah. And it's like 182. And it's also just a freaking good song and like pumps me up. So I ran, there was a period where I ran to that just on repeat. Well, that's funny. When huh. I was running up at Bogus Space and doing yeah. like those 14 mile loops, I just ran on. <laughs> 14 miles of Ariana Grande. That is hilarious. (laughs) So bumped it right to the top. But oh, I just, I laughed at that. But I tried to tag husband along. I thought that would be a funny one to post, but it wouldn't work. That would be funny. No luck. We'll soon. So I have something to share from, uh, just follow up for what we talked about last week. Okay. You know, we were posing the question or like just hearing your story, Matt, and hearing about the restraining order and all that stuff. And basically... Just being like, you know, where it made me think about how does someone get through a scenario like this if they don't have access to good lawyers and a good defense? And if they don't have tens of thousands of dollars to throw at this, like you had access to, like, thank goodness you did, because had you not, it could have turned out so differently. And that's really the thing that it left me thinking about is it just... Is people who the one the one thing that I thought about because I I thought about this because I would have to go to my business partners several times of hey I need an advancement because I need some cash to pay for the attorneys and they were totally cool with it but it would make me think like what if I didn't have this at my fingertips right and that's when I came to the conclusion in my own head of and this is something that people won't agree with but. You have to trust the system. You have to trust that there are judges and that there are people, if it goes to trial, that there are people that are going to be sitting on that jury, that the system will work. Yeah. And there are ways and resources to get through it and do it all yourself if needed, but it is a ton of work. But that's, that's kind of where I came to is I got to trust the system. Even with, with the being, yeah, even with the attorneys and with that access, I still had to have that in my, you know, in the back of my head of, I got to trust. You have to trust system. that people will, the truth will come out. Yes. People will actually see what 
the real scenario is and make the right decision. Yeah. And that's the thing, like kind of the buzz nowadays is, oh, our system is completely broken. Mm. I, I, I think that in some aspects there are, there are things of our system that are broken, but in the grand scheme of things, our system is the most organized and just system in the world. And I think it's, we have to have faith in that. Yeah. Well, the the reason I bring this up is because I was catching up with a girlfriend this week who has been through some horrific things with the father of her kids. And after hearing it, I just, I just thought, and I asked, I'm like, how in the world is he still, how are your children still in his care right now? Yep. After the things you just told me, like, I was shocked that how is he not behind bars? How is he still allowed to be around you, around your children? And she, you know, and I'm sure I only am getting one side of the story here. I'm sure there's more to it. Who knows? But, you know, she's she's one of those scenarios that, you know, she said that he did have access to. Yeah. Like his parents threw all the money at this case and she was assigned a, I don't even know what is it, a public, public defender, defender. and Or public, yeah. And at least in her mind, it just felt like it was so that everything was stacked against her and just, and again, maybe there's more to the story than what I heard, but I just, that was my question was after hearing what had happened to her and what had gone on, how in the world? It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it broke my heart for her. Like, I don't know, just incredibly difficult scenario. And she just has to, you know, she talked about doing what, like what you've said, Matt, where. You just have to, you just can't think about what's going on when your kids are not in your care because you can't control it. You can't stop it. You can't change it. You can't influence it. You just have to kind of accept that. Well, you hope and you stressing about it and worrying about it and stewing about it the whole time your kids aren't with you. It was funny because in the little that I was paying attention last night to, we were watching The Office. I was paying very little attention to watching The Office. And it was the episode where they were. In the, they were at the dump. They were going through the, all of the trash. <laughs> right? How come I don't remember that one? They were going through all of the trash <laughs> looking for the leads that okay. Michael had okay, thrown, thrown out. Right, <laughs> right? And Dwight's sitting on this bathtub in the middle of the dump. And he said, wouldn't it be nice if there was just a, some flower that was growing right here in the dump that would give us hope? Right. And and when when I watched that, I was like, huh, like there has to be some sort of diamond in the rough that will just give you hope and to know that everything is going to be okay. And in the example of, you know, the kids, the weeks that I don't have the kids, it's I have this hope that everything will be okay and they're doing awesome. And I have faith with that. And. It's just the hope in my head, you know, of hoping that that is what is truly happening. And, you know, that's all I can, that's all I, that's all I survive on. The flower in the dump. The fl- <laughs> 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 uh, Gotta have hope. No, but you look for the good. You focus on the good instead of focusing on the negative that right. could be surrounded by that. Yeah. You know, one of the thoughts I had this week when I was doing my st- like morning studies and stuff was in order to take bold action, in order to be bold, you have to have faith. And I'm not saying faith like 
in God or faith in whatever. I'm just saying like faith in whatever it is. Faith in the situation. Faith in the situation. Faith in whatever it is you believe in. Faith in yourself. Faith, like those type of things, like trusting that things are going to be okay. And I I firmly believe the more you can have faith and look for the good and find the hope, because I believe faith and hope are connected, that, you know, you can find the good to hold on to in any situation. Yeah. For the most part. It doesn't mean it's not hard. Right. Like, and make it easier. And you'll find yourself getting in the lowest of lows if, you know, you focus on the negative that's happening. Yeah. But it's really training your brain to focus on what is the good that is coming out of this. Right. For sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Did you have any other questions from last week that you wanted to, or no, just conversations no, to bring just, up? Yeah. And I guess after the, it was after the restraining order, we talked about this, that the kids started school and you couldn't drop them off and all of these things. And there was the emergency hearing about right. the kids' school and all of those things. There were just like lots of weird things that happened during this time, like hard things to deal with. And for me specifically, this is always the one that I come back to that was so I felt hurtful to see. There was tons of things getting documented and going back and forth and text messages that are getting sent in and being thrown around. And at one point, we get all this paperwork and it comes back. And in the paperwork, I had been accused of withholding food from the kids' lunches because the charter school they're at. Doesn't serve lunch. Doesn't serve lunch. And so I packed lunches every day for the kids. And feeding people. (laughs) It's your thing. It's my thing. Like, it's one of my ways of showing people love. Like, I love to feed people. And so this was one that really hurt. And it was interesting to me, too, because I had gone in and put in, like, I had spent time with the kids in in planning for lunches. Like I had them make a list of, hey, let's go through and make a list of things that you do like in your lunches, things that you'd be happy to have. We need to mix healthy food also with treats and different things, but I want your guys' input. So I had a list literally in my kitchen for a couple of years of things that they would want in their lunches, different ideas so we could get creative and really tried to to make it something they'd enjoy because I didn't want them to be bored and hate their lunch every day. Kids need food. You need food well, to focus. Well, they food, and it, it was a conversation of, hey, what is it that you want? But yeah. with the expectation of, hey, there also needs to be a balance. Yeah, and they were fine with that. Like, they always <laughs> seemed good with it. It's funny to me at this age, too, that they didn't throw stuff away that they didn't eat to, like, hide it, which always made me huh. laugh. You know, like, kids do so that. Lunch comes back. And- <laughs> yeah. With, and so I knew what they were the and weren't are eating. Gone, but the yeah. orange is still and in there. Honestly, they they were they were great eaters for the most part. I always felt oh. like they did good on their lunches. They ate a variety of foods and whatever. And so I never thought anything of it really, except that yeah, it took work, but I was doing it for Penny and I still do, and it that's fine. And so when I saw in this paperwork that I was being accused of withholding food from their lunches, it was pretty like it, it hurt. hurt. It hurt a lot. Where did it originate from? Kids or for men? <laughs> this, so I don't know for sure. This is what I believe happened. It was around Halloween that this came out, that I was accused of withholding food from the kids' lunches. And it was actually right after Halloween. And the kids' schedule was different than Penny's because they're in the charter school. They have a different schedule than the school district. And Penny had like a couple days off for like fall break. And so she didn't go to school. and I. 
like I said, this is one of those things that's like seared into my memory when it happened. And so I didn't make her lunch that day. I sent the kids to school with lunches and they came home and I can't remember somewhere in the scheme of things, they were saying to me that I had put candy in Penny's lunch, but not theirs. So I, they were saying, well, you put candy in Penny's lunches, but not ours. And I said, no, Penny wasn't at school the last two days. She might've been eating candy because we just had Halloween. And so she might've had candy with her lunch. And we'd actually been at a friend's house for lunch the specific day they were accusing me of this. And I'm like, so I'm sorry. I, I, usually I do put candy in your lunches around Halloween time. I probably forgot, but Penny, I didn't send, I didn't send Penny to school with candy and not you guys. Like in, even if I did put pet school, Penny, oh my gosh. So basically what they were saying, they were felt like they were, that you I were, was oh my gosh, they <laughs> yeah. felt that you were favoring Penny yes. and adding treats to treats her lunch, to her lunch yeah. and treating them differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt and I are crushing it. <laughs> well, yeah. You were feeding off of my stumbling. Yes. <laughs> and so okay, a week or two later, I get the paperwork that, you know, the most recent paperwork for this case and it says that I'm withholding food from the kids lunches so I'm assuming that they took this candy situation and and not not the kids not the kids they probably made a comment to their mom yeah and then it got switched to I am withholding food from the kids lunches well candy is food it is food (laughs) it is legit food and heaven forbid I withhold candy from the kids lunches but in that as well, Anne started showing up at the schools to check the kids' lunch every day. So there is like this huge amount of stress on me. Oh, that's a major pressure right there. I am like, yeah, we're already stressed out. And it's just like all of these things just kept adding to it. And it made me feel horrible that this woman thought I would withhold food from her kids. I don't care what she's doing to me. I don't care what is going on. I will never ever withhold food from a child like right oh it it hurt and it was so hard to pack those lunches every day knowing that they're they're, going to be inspected they're going to be inspected it's not going to be good enough it's going to be checked on and at some point yeah so and so like now once they switch to a public school and there was lunch as one of my boundaries that's something i set up I, I don't I don't send lunch to school with them. Like you can yeah. go, you can get lunch at school. If they come to me and ask me for lunch specifically, more than happy to make it. Here's what I'm putting in your lunch. Does that sound okay? You good with this? Yeah, sure. And I send it. But I know that people think sometimes that I'm a real bitch because I <laughs> because that's a boundary I've set up. But if you know what I went through to get to that point, it makes more sense. And I remember hearing from you after you got that paperwork and no, it's making me emotional right now. Just (laughs) remembering what pain you were feeling. I just remember you expressing to me that you felt like you just can't win. Like you try and do something good for the kids and it's flipped on you and turned into something, you know, something that you do out of the goodness of your heart and something that is meaningful coming from you as a, as a way to show your love for them. And it's criticized or you felt like you I couldn't do anything right right if you did it it was wrong if you didn't do it you were judged for not doing it it was yeah you just you're were damned at an if absolute you do, you're damned if you yeah. don't that's the situation yeah, yeah. it was just like you were at an absolute loss of 
what to do or not do because it was always wrong. Oh, for sure. And especially during this time, I was trying to figure out even more so, okay, so where where is it that I have to keep stepping back? Where is it that I need to not be involved to keep more of the peace and to bring peace into my life too and to Matt's life? And even your defense attorney at this point said, Matt, you have to step up to basically do everything. Yeah, And that's where we kind of started making more of that change. And it broke my heart because not only did I want to support these kids and show up for these kids, I also did that out of support for Matt because he owns his own business. I'm home. I'm not working at the time. And this is that was what I did. That's and, what I love doing is and you, taking care of things. You wanted to be a stepmom to these kids. You yeah. wanted to have a relationship with them. You wanted to support them. And 100%. to be told, you can't do that. Because when you do, it's not done right. Or, yeah. And weren't there costumes involved? Halloween? I feel like that was the same part, part of the same conversation. I think I was really worried about Halloween costumes. Do you make them for the kids? Do you not make them for the yeah. kids? Which is right? Which is, which is going to... Are you going to uh, yeah. look bad if you make costumes for Anne's kids? Are you going to look bad if you only make it for Penny and don't make them for... I remember yeah. you just like absolutely stressing yeah. about whether or not you were doing the right thing. And it was hard because that's another area that I feel I've really gotten to connect with Matt's kids on. Like, they get excited to do the Halloween costumes. They get excited that I'm making them. Well, your costumes are they're killer. Like, (laughs) amazing costumes. And it is one thing that I feel like never has been damaged. And that makes me Mm. really happy. But I was nervous. Like, oh, what do I do? Because I was going to make it for Penny either way. And there's that thing in the back of your head of, okay, I do it for my kid. But you then am I going to be accused? And I want to do it for these kids, but but is what's it your place thing? to do it, yeah. or is it going to be yeah. taken as like you're overstepping your bounds? Mm-hmm. Or I just remember you going through all these different scenarios and trying to and just not knowing the answer. Do I do it? Do I not do it? Is it right? Is it wrong? We just had this conversation the other day because it's Christmas, and usually for Christmas time, I make all of the kids Christmas pajamas, and I make the girls Christmas dresses, but like they're getting older and. <laughs> Hank and Sarah to the age where they're not into it as much. They're not into like me making them stuff, which is fine. I remember getting to that age. It's totally fine. But Penny's not to that age and Uh she still loves it. And so I'm torn of like, okay, I don't want to give them something that they're going to be like, oh, Jessica's making us another weird thing for Christmas. The funny thing is, is like just (laughs) just last time Hank was here, he puts on this really small pair of pajamas that do not fit. They're like up to his calves now. And I'm like, dude, you've grown much? Like, like you have yeah. outgrown your pajamas. He's like, yep, it's time for, for Jessica to uh, make get me some more, more pajamas. Like good thing Christmas yeah. is coming up. Well, shoot. <laughs> but again, it's it's one of those things that's like, it can be twisted. Anyway. In, in any way yeah. that the manipulator is wanting to twist it. Yeah, right? yeah. And so yeah, really, if, I mean, if you want to put a negative spin on something, you can find oh, a way. Oh, you can, for <laughs> yeah. sure. And so it's it's been interesting. It's, especially especially coming from the perspective of a child. Like if you yes. come, if they come back into your home and the perspective of the, of the child is shared with that other parent, like the child starts picking up of, okay, this is how this parent wants to hear this mm-hmm. situation. And yeah. now it's whoop, totally flip. Yeah. Right. So it's always things that are in the back of my head still to this day of like, okay, what do I do in this situation? How do I show up the best for my stepkids and for my kid? And there's been a lot. It's been a long process for me to learn to let go of the fact that it's not going to be the same. 
it's okay. People are going to judge me for how I show up for Penny and how I show up for Matt's kids, no matter what. And so I just need to do what feels right for me, what feels right for my daughter, and what feels right for Matt and his kids. Like it's just, and sometimes it's really comes down to what feels right for me and Penny because Penny's my first obligation when it comes to my kids because she's my kid. And people will judge away for that. And that's their deal, not mine. I I have come to peace for the most part with all of this, but there's still moments that it's very hard to feel like I let people down and I don't want to let these kids down. I want them to know I love them and I'm here for them, but I also want them to feel at peace when they go to their mom's home. Like they don't have to defend that they enjoyed something here or that I did something for them, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to put them in that situation either. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. But this was the first time that I really was like, oh my gosh, I'm making them lunch and I'm getting torn apart for lunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, how am I getting torn apart for this? Yeah. It's interesting. So, yeah, that was one of the things for all this for me that was a real turning point and a learning moment of, okay, I have to reevaluate. I have to change how I show up. And I think you too kind of started to see a lot of my pain in this yep. and started realizing some of the things I was struggling with and not just assuming that. Because I think there was some judgment by you at times too on how I did things, which was fine. What kind of judgment? But I don't even know that. That's just my internal belief or, you know, that. No, I knew it was hard. I mean, it was hard for me to swallow that pill of, okay, I'm going to have to now do a take lot of on things. all the responsibility of, whatever's going on in my household like i have and what were those things lunches what else lunches so i've put a lot more on matt of you need to set the rules for your kids more instead of us just going i mean we we set rules in general kind of together but they had to come from matt more so more from matt and there and we've gotten better about realizing that which is extremely hard because yeah how often am, am i at work right and jessica's home Right. And, and so it's just like, I know how often you're at work. It's like 80 hours a week. lately. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Not usually, but right now. <laughs> but it is. It's it's hard because, yeah. you know, you establish I have to establish these rules, but I'm not always present physically to make sure that these rules are enforced. And therefore, you know, I come home and there's like still on their phones and yeah. Jessica's not going to tell them to get off. Can't say a word. Right. No, because sh- I get ripped to shreds. Yeah. And so yeah. it's that's that's what's really hard. So yeah, it's hard so to find the, that balance. The parent that's home with the kids can't parent them. No, and the parent that's away at work has to parent the kids. Right. Yeah. It's just but told you can't be at work because if you're at work, then the kids need to be in my care. Like what? Like there's, it's a yeah. again, it's a situation. You, just, you guys couldn't win. You damned were, if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Like where do you draw that line? How do you how do you cope with it? Right. And yeah. And I have to say, we've been super blessed in Matt owning his own business because 90% of the time, Matt's able to take one or both of his kids to school. Now they start at different times. So usually I take one and he takes one, but we drop them off at school and then he's able to pick both of them up, right. which is huge. I mean, how many? Yeah. So the so the kids continue to go to the charter school for the first semester yeah. of that year um, until we can come. I think it was into the second until we could have come to an agreement of yeah. where the kids were going to go to school. And and we finally agreed that they were going to go to a public school and switch schools. 
and they did. And again, I was able to always drop them off in the morning at school and I was able to pick them up from school the weeks that I had them. And and I thought about this. It's like there's not very many parents who can actually do that. Yeah. And again, it's it's a definite blessing that I'm I'm able to do that. I'm able to still pick them up when I need to and drop yep. them off and be flexible in that. The in other that thing that I think is really cool right now, and this is jumping way ahead, but going along these lines of Matt working and owning his own business is his kids can go work for him and get paid legally. I mean, we could pay him anyways, but they're allowed yeah, to be there legally the business, in Idaho and work yeah. for you. Yeah. And so they're getting to the age where they're wanting money and they're seeing some of that value of working. And so we can drop them off or they could go to work with Matt yeah. for the day. And not that they have to work all day. They can go play on their phones part of the time and come work the rest of the day or whatever, you know, but it is kind of fun to, I think for them to start seeing that, that, oh, we can go make money, more money than most kids our age can make. And well, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Penny freaking loved that time frame when she was doing your once a week cleaning, cleaning the offices and the break rooms <laughs> and the bathrooms. Like she took so much pride in that. That's awesome. It's too dang cute. She, she hated up, doing she it, was, but she took pride yeah. in the fact that she did it well. <laughs> and <laughs> she loved being like, Daddy, I have to go to work in the morning. <laughs> 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 you're going to have to take me into work at nine because I have a really important job to do. Yeah. <laughs> but there is that sense of pride of working. And it's kind of cool that we can offer that, like that's some way they connect. And I also feel like they've gotten to an age where they feel like they're, they get to help you. Right. Like if coming into work is helping you, which it is because they're good little workers. And so <laughs> I feel like that's a neat thing for them to feel like, Hey, I get to they're, help my dad. They're contributing. Yeah. And that's one thing that we all want to fill in life is right. our contribution. Yeah. The other thing I loved about Penny doing that job was when I would take her, I would help, you know, whatever she was doing, I would help with it. And then she started giving me assignments like, Daddy, I'll do the vacuuming and you clean the toilets. And I'm like, no, I don't want to clean the toilets. Let me do the vacuuming. Daddy, it's my job. I get to decide. And I'm like, are okay. you going to give me half your paycheck? <laughs> then no, you don't. And I will help you where I feel like helping you. And her jaw just like hits the floor like, Dang <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too funny. I do think it's also funny, and we can end on this note that Matt and Steve don't tell people the relationship between them outside of work most of the time. It's so. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't just <laughs> disclosed it to anyone unless it's at up. work. At work. Because you said outside of work. Sorry, oh. sorry. No, your relationship outside of work, you don't disclose that to people in work. No. So We're they not don't keeping know. it from anyone. No, but no, I it's don't... just not like you walked no, in don't. and said, hey, this is Steve. He's my wife's ex-husband yeah. type thing. No. And so it's funny to watch people like when Penny comes in <laughs> and they've seen Penny with Matt for a long time and now Steve's there and she like walks up, hi, daddy, da, 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 and people are like, what is going on? Because most of them, a lot of them don't even know that this is mine and Matt's second marriage and that Penny's right. not his kid because she just yeah. runs up and hugs Matt too when so, she gets there. <laughs> so at some point, Penny wasn't even there, but I was talking with one of, you know, one of our team members and she also has an 11 year old and we were just going through that and I showed her a picture and she's like, oh, I, I know this girl. She, <laughs> so this is, <laughs> well, how, 
<laughs> it was so funny. Just she just like couldn't even form formulate a sentence because she was so confused about how this was my daughter that she had seen in the warehouse prior to me working there. And with Matt, yeah, just it was too funny. Yeah, mind blown. I think even after I explained, like, She's, yeah, Matt's Matt's married to my ex wife, so this is you know my daughter is Matt's stepdaughter. Oh well, okay, so. Oh, <laughs> even then it was just. <laughs> yeah. Blow some minds. So I, the reason I share this story in particular, and I share this story fairly often because Which story? It, the one about the lunches, like, oh. is because it puts in check for people of what it can be like being a stepmom and trying to figure out where your boundaries are and what how you can show up for the kids and. It slows people down to judge what stepmoms yeah. are doing because you don't know what restrictions are being put on them or what's being said about them in the actual family unit, which is where it matters. Like that's where it matters. I don't care what other people think. You can judge me all you want for what I'm doing. There's, but because yeah. you don't know, I'm doing There's what's always best. insider information yes. that yes, if you had all the details, things would look very different. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to protect my sanity so that I can show up the best way I can for Matt and for his kids and for my daughter and for myself. And so I just feel like it's like this is the key moment that I really realized how to set boundaries and that it was okay and that it was going to benefit our family instead of making it harder. Yeah. So, and I am teaching tomorrow night a lesson about setting boundaries bold boundaries if you're interested in coming it's free it's at 7 p.m central time and i will share some great information for you to know how to set boundaries i'm not going to tell you what boundaries to set that's what you have to figure out but i'm going to give you some information my three best tips on how to set boundaries and Uh, protect them and i think especially going into a second marriage or a third marriage or whatever it is like you have this expectation of okay, I'm going to show up like this. Yeah. Right? I'm going to do this. Like, you have this picture in your head how you're going to show up for this new family or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it just changes. And you have to figure out, okay, this is this is what works for this family situation and how to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and give yourself a ton of grace on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to sign up for my lesson, the link is in our bio. And we'll be getting into all of this goodness. I do have another one the week after that. If you can't make it tomorrow, it is on December. Oh, no, this is the last one for the year. This is the last one for the year. So that's it. There will be more in January. But you can sign up for the BBB. I was going to record a little intro or outro separately, but I'm going to say it now because I just got excited about it. Steve looks super excited about it. Too. <laughs> oh, you got excited about it. <laughs> The BBB is the Be Bold Boot Camp, and the link will be in the bio to register for this too. It is, it's a monthly subscription, so you can do one month or two months or three months, whatever you want. You can sign up, and each month we are going to have a different topic. It's going to be basically like group coaching, which there's so much power in getting into a group and doing coaching and learning together. So if you are interested in that, go sign up. It's super affordable, great way to start off the year. And I am so excited about it. It is going to be awesome. We're going to have weekly calls about the monthly topic so that I'll keep you going on that topic for the whole month, give you insight. I've got resources for you to be able to 
keep going on that topic, other places to look outside of just us so that you can get more insight. And yeah, it's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, go check out the show notes for the links for all of that stuff. All right. Anything else? Anything else, guys? Nope. Okay. Steve's going to go to brunch. Here I am. Enjoy brunch, Steve. All right. Have a good week, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right. Now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.